peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet. We got a two for today. There's a lot of things going on. Some things happening under the radar, but I'm going to cover one of them. So I'm not in favor of the government stepping in unnecessarily. Y'all know how I feel about that. I'm not about I'm not about big government always stepping in to play to play daddy when when uh, it's felt that something has gone awry. I think we can solve things. I think we can solve things on a a community level at a state level without the federal government get involved. With that being said, the, the president of the United States signed an executive order dealing with big tech censorship. I have read through the entire order. The main reason I like doing things like this is because I don't want to be spun up by the mainstream media. I don't want to get wrapped around the axle with, with things that they say that are untrue. If I can get to the source and read it for myself, I will. Now, granted, there's some, I'm going to be honest with you, there's some bills and there's some laws that I don't read through the whole thing. They are very lengthy. I skim through them, look for keywords, look for certain things, just full disclosure, being honest. But this was short enough that I read through the entire thing. And as I said, I'm not, I'm definitely not for big government getting involved. I would rather things be handled at a state level, but this executive order, I believe is actually fairly decent. And I think it's actually pretty fair. And I'm just going to cover some of the highlights that I think people would probably want to know. So I got some of the things highlighted that I thought was pretty important. All right. So this section right here says section two protections against online censorship. It is the policy of the United States to foster clear ground rules, promoting free and open debate on the Internet. Prominent among the ground rules governing the debate is the immunity from liability created by section 230 C of the Communications Decency Act. Section 230C, 47 U.S.C. 230C, it is the policy of the United States that the scope of that immunity should be clarified. The immunity should not be extended beyond its, beyond its text and purpose to provide protection for those who purport to provide users a form of free and open speech, but in reality, use their power over a vital means of communication to engage in deceptive or pretextual actions, stifling free and open debate by censoring certain viewpoints. So from reading that, what I gather is that Section 230C pretty much relieves social media platforms from liability 
because they're just flat. They're just platforms for open debate. So what people post is not their viewpoints. They're not editorial. They're not editors. Um, so they're free from that liability. And I think there's certain there's certain tax and financial liability they're free from as a result of that. And so I guess they're seeking to clarify this because, you know, these social media platforms, they probably have hundreds of lawyers and they know exactly how to get around the legalese and how to take advantage of loopholes and certain things. So this is seeking to correct some of that to make this speech very clear, which I think that's actually a good thing. Okay, if an online platform restricted access to some content posted by others, it would thereby become a publisher of all the content posted on its site for purposes of torts such as defamation. As the title Section 230C makes clear, the provision provides limited liability protection to a provider of an interactive computer service such as an online platform that engages in good Samaritan blocking of harmful content. In particular, Congress sought to provide protections for online platforms that attempted to protect minors from harmful content and intended to ensure that such providers would not be discouraged from taking down harmful material. The provision was also intended to further express the vision of the Congress that the Internet is a form for true diversity of political discourse. 47 U.S.C. 230A3, the limited protection, uh, the limited protections provided by the statute should uh, should be construed with these purposes in mind. So they're seeking to make sure it's clear. I guess they're going to correct some of the the I guess the fallacies that that these social media platforms take advantage of because the law could be misconstrued and argued in different ways with a good lawyer. And we all know they have good lawyers. So um, the Justice Department is seeking to correct that. So they, they can't use that as a loophole to censor viewpoints they don't they don't like. So far, I actually like this. An interactive computer service provider may not be made liable on account of its decision in good faith to restrict access to content that is considered to be obscene, lewd, lascivious, filthy, excessively violent, harassing, or otherwise objectionable. It is the policy of the United States to ensure that to the maximum extent permissible under the law, this provision is not distorted to provide liability protection for online platforms that far from acting in good faith to remove objectionable content, instead engage in deceptive or pretextual actions often contrary to their stated terms of service to stifle viewpoints with which they disagree. I like that. I actually like that. They're saying that, hey, the purpose of this is to protect you from liability. You are a platform. You're not a publisher. So people can post whatever they want. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it. People can post whatever they want and have discourse. And you can take things down that that that, you know, are, are definitely harmful 
But because that can be misconstrued and, and you know how lawyers are, I hate to say it for you lawyers out there, but a lot of you lawyers are weasels, just keeping it real, keeping it a buck with you. So what they're going to seek to do is make sure that it's clear that this is not for limiting things that you disagree with. That wasn't the intent of this. So I guess they're going to make this very clear. They're going to clarify a lot of this. When an interactive computer service provider removes or restricts access to content and its actions do not meet the criteria of subparagraph C to A, it is engaged in editorial conduct. It is the policy of the United States that such provider should uh, properly lose the limited liability shield of subparagraph C.2 uh, A and be exposed to liability liability like any traditional editor and publisher that is not an online provider. So it's this thing is ripping a rug from under these social media platforms that just delete dissenting thought. It's removing it's removing their protection from liability. Like if you do this, you're now a publisher. So, hey, I mean, there's been a lot of people arguing this point and obviously they got to the president's ear and he's listening. Again, I always say this. I add with this caveat, you could hate the man, you could dislike the man, whatever. That's irrelevant. People spoke, enough people spoke and he listened. And so far, what I'm reading in this thing is actually good. So before the media gets to you and tells you that this is some draconian thing that he's coming for everybody, I wanted to kind of delve into this before that narrative is spun. Okay, it says within 60 days of the date of this order, the Secretary of Commerce, uh, Secretary, in consultation with the attorney, the attorney general and acting through the national telecommunications and information administration, NTIA shall file a petition for rulemaking with the federal communications commission requesting that the FCC expeditiously, um, expeditiously, uh, propose regulations to clarify. So they going to get to it. They're not wasting no time like you social media platform platforms. Y'all want to be publishers and remove dissenting thought. We got one for you. We coming for them pockets. Ooh, it's getting spicy. It's getting spicy. Uh, Taken after failing to provide adequate notice to res uh, respond. OK, so in, in this one, they were dealing with people who had their accounts taken down or different posts taken down without any kind of adequate explanation or reason for why it was done. There's a lot of things covered in this that I actually like. I can actually say this is this is not bad. L legally, it seems sound and it doesn't seem like an overreach. It actually seems like a protection of the people. The head of each executive department agency shall review its agency federal spending and advertising and marketing paid to online platforms. Such review shall include the amount of money spent to the online platform that receive federal dollars and statutory authorities available to restrict their receipt of the advertising dollars within 30 within 30 days of the date of this order. The head of each agency shall report 
uh, its findings to the director of the Office of Management and Budget. So this is to protect taxpayer dollars. So pretty much if you guys are actually publishers and not platforms, you shouldn't get federal dollars. I'm on board with that. I am on board with that. I'm, I'm telling you, I read through this whole thing and, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm, I'm not going to say all of it made perfect sense. But the parts that made sense made sense to me. Federal Review of Unfair Deceptive Act Practices. It is the policy of the United States that large online platforms such as Twitter and Facebook as the critical means of promoting the free flow of speech and ideas today should not restrict uh, protected speech. The Supreme Court has noted that social media sites as the modern public square can provide perhaps the most powerful mechanisms available to a private citizen to make his or her voice heard. Uh, uh, Packingham versus North Carolina 137S CT 1730-1737-2017. I mean, citing cases, Supreme Court decisions, protecting the people. In May of 2019, the White House launched a tech bias reporting tool to allow Americans to report incidents of online censorship. Censorship. In just weeks the White House received over 16,000 complaints of online platforms censoring or otherwise taking action against users based on their political viewpoints. The White House will submit such uh, such complaints received to the Department of Justice and the Federal Trade Commission. It's about to get spicy for these for these uh, social media platforms It's about to get real spicy because I would imagine that they definitely got more than 16,000 submissions. I'm, I am positive they did. But what what they probably did, I don't know this for a fact, what they probably did is went through each one of those submissions and, and, and pulled out the ones that were 100% legitimate, provable in a court of law. So the White House is coming with receipts. They're not playing. So this 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 thing is is about to get real spicy for these social media platforms. You can go and you can read the entire thing. I would admonish you to read the entire thing. It's probably wise before the media spins whatever in here. That's what I try to do. When when something comes out, I try to read it before the media spin gets on it so I can see what's going on and then I might listen to what some other people have to say about it just to see what somebody else's take is. Maybe I missed something. You know, I'm not perfect and I'm, I definitely don't understand legalese. I'll tell you that right now. But this executive order is not seeming bad. Everything I've seen in there so far did not look like a government government overreach. In my opinion, what this looks like is. Social media platforms have taken advantage of their limited liability status. 
and they're actually acting as publishers, which a lot of people have made that argument, including me, because I believe they are acting as publishers. So it's looking like the president has said, OK, and the, and the Department of Justice has said, OK, we're not going to do anything outside of the law. We're just going to apply the law that's already on the books. You want to act as a publisher? You're going to have to pay as a publisher. Ooh, it's about to get super spicy and funky for these social media platforms. I think this is a good thing. Maybe you disagree. If you disagree, tell me why. Maybe I'm wrong. You know how I do. Stay frosty, people.